0: is a wife, mother, grandmother, licensed marriage and family therapist, educator, eavesdropper, and emotion worker. That's a lot. And she uses all of these skills to address the subjects that we're all grappling with in this conversation with the reluctant therapist. Happy Tuesday to you, Elizabeth.
1: Happy Tuesday, Brad. And
0: where are you taking us today in the wide world (laughs) of thought?
1: Well, it's funny. It is kind of makes me feel like um, we're in the magic school bus. And you're going to be entering into my ear and then driving around in my brain to see what's coming up. So yes, today we're going to be talking about children, adolescents, young adults, and mental health. That's kind of our primary theme. Uh, Around this time of year, a lot of people struggle more with their mental health than they do at other times. And our kids, our adolescents, our young adults do as well. But I want to shift the story about youth mental health, away from the crisis pathologizing story that we tend to get really focused on and talk about some of the great news, good news of what's happening and what's available for young people. Because yesterday, once again, I hear another plea or story from another nonprofit that's talking about the sorry state of affairs of our young people's mental health and that we need to have more services and more clinicians and more interventions. And, you know, it's, it's so wonderful on one hand that people are thinking about and caring about how to best take care of children. That's phenomenal. But on the other hand, we continue to look at kids as a crisis That childhood as a crisis. And that's because we pathologize so much of what is normal childhood angst, normal adolescent angst. We have become almost phobic around childhood discomfort and childhood struggles. And it's all a part of the process of growing up. And so I think it's really important to step back. And instead of addressing childhood as a crisis and all the ways that children are struggling to pay attention to all the things we can do that are available right now, that we have a lot of quantitative and qualitative research that backs this up, a lot of evidence-based research that shows there are things we can do, simple things that can help buoy and hold and support children's mental health and wellness and help them develop the resiliency skills, friendship skills, communication skills that they need to, su- to succeed as adults. And unfortunately, we tend to be chasing the problems. That once kids are already struggling, then we're trying to keep up with how do we now get kids back. Instead of the preventative work of how do we make sure kids can do okay. And so... That's that's kind of the essence of what I want to talk about, because I don't hear enough of the stories of the programs and the opportunities for young people to thrive. Now, I've mentioned before, you know, I've been associated with Camp Natoma for 36 years. Both of my daughters grew up going to camp. They both ended up being camp counselors. My granddaughter went this year, and I'm on the board of directors. So... I have a vested interest in this um, program, but I also have a vested interest because the ability for young people to get into nature off their screens, away from their day-to-day, be immersed in a community of other young people is, for me, the most fundamental way we can make sure our young people's mental health is cared for. And it can also help kids whose mental health is already struggling. And so with this dedication I have to the getaway for camp each summer and the preventative work, and it's not just getting out to camp, it's getting out of the house, it's getting off screens, it's doing things before the kids start to have struggles. Because I'm so devoted to that, I've invited a couple guests in today to talk about how we do this preventative work. How do we as parents allow our kids to go through those struggles of growing up, you know, having their feelings hurt, maybe getting bullied, maybe being left out, maybe not getting on a team that they want to get on all those natural disappointments that come with childhood, a bit of social anxiety, how do we make new friends? If we as parents aren't okay with our kids being uncomfortable, or going through tough things, then they're never going to have an opportunity to grow those resilience skills, resiliency skills. And then they become adolescents, young adults who go off to college and can't cope with or deal with some of the foundational issues of being a human being, getting along with others, making friends, dealing with disappointment. And so I want to kind of have a conversation about one, how do we encourage more people to allow their kids to struggle and be a little uncomfortable and take advantage of opportunities for them to grow. And two, how do we as a community at large support those programs that are doing the preventative work that are that are there and continue to have evidence-based research supporting how great these programs are, but I think they've been around for so long like Camp Natoma that there's a thought that well it it must be fine. It's been around for 85 years. Right. So there should be no issues. Um, so we're going to talk about that. How do we support some of these legacy programs on the Central Coast um, at a time that they really need it? And then, if you stick around, I have some amazing news about the opportunities for young people and collaborations between Camp Natoma and another program to create this, I would say, giant Uh, nature-based programs for the youth of the Central Coast, and actually for anywhere. So that's where we're going today. Sounds fun. (laughs) I think it's going to be fun. Um, It's something that's near and near to my heart, and I think it's a conversation that needs to be had because I think we need to be reminded that kids are much more resilient naturally than we think they are, and if we don't provide them the opportunity to trip and fall and get back up, it's going to be too late by the time they leave home. So this is A Conversation with a Reluctant Therapist. I'm Elizabeth Barrett. You can be part of the conversation after the show by sending me an email to elizabeth at Therapist.com. You can podcast our show wherever it is you find your podcast. Just look for A Conversation with a Reluctant Therapist. Hit subscribe. Leave a review. That would be helpful so more people can find the show. You can also follow us on Instagram and Facebook. Leave messages there. Um, I have cute pictures of my granddaughter up at her first time at camp this summer on Instagram today if you want to check that out in front of the Camp Natoma bus. Yeah. And we will be opening the phone lines today because I'd really love to hear from you and your thoughts and ideas about how we do the preventative work and make sure we get kids while they're still doing well into programs that help them maintain good mental health. And our number is 805-781-3875. That's 805-781-3875. You are listening to a conversation with a reluctant therapist. We're going to take a quick break and come back. This is Central Coast Public Radio, KCBX. I'm Elizabeth Barrett, and this is A Conversation with a Reluctant Therapist. And welcome today to my guests, Emily Zabin, who's the Executive Director of Camp Natoma. Hi, Emily. Hi, Elizabeth. Thank you for having me today. I like having you here. And a new guest today, Michelle Thatcher, who is the owner of Thatcher Winery in Paso Robles, and also, um, I would say, an enthusiastic supporter of Camp Natoma. Hi, Elizabeth.
2: (laughs) Definitely enthusiastic. Yes.
1: Thank you. All right. So, Michelle, I would love to know... uh, About Thatcher Winery and how you found yourself here on the Central Coast, um, what was kind of your journey to wanting to raise a family here, and how you got involved with Camp Natoma.
2: It's hard to believe, but it's uh, almost been 20 years since we started the label. Next year is our 20th.
1: That's exciting. It's
2: exciting. And um, in some ways, it seems like yesterday. In some ways, it seems like it's been 30 years. But... but, Uh, Yes, we started 20 years ago next year, and um, Camp Natoma, I mean, I don't remember the first year we went. I should have thought about that, but it's been a big part of that 20 years.
1: So how did you find um, a life in Paso Robles? Because you didn't grow up here, right? You and your husband didn't? No,
2: we moved from the Bay Area, and um, we wanted to make wine, and Paso made us feel like we could do it. Okay.
1: And so when you came down and started the winery, did you envision, you know, your kids and activities and getting, you know, involved in kind of the family-oriented life of the Central Coast? Had you thought about what that would look like? Definitely.
2: The kids were, were definitely a big part of the reason why we wanted to own a business where we could live where we work and they could see us go to work every day. And we wouldn't be spending as much time in traffic, mm-hmm. in cars, mm-hmm. in planes. And um, uh, it provided a ideal situation where we were uh, with a lot of like-minded families, first-generation wineries, doing the same thing as we were.
1: And so how old are your children now? 15,
2: 18, and 20. Wow. <laughs> 20 years goes fast, doesn't yeah, it? it does.
1: Yeah. So how long do you think when did they start going to camp
2: do you remember emily i think maddie was done with first grade she so. was one of our
3: <laughs> youngest campers her first year i would guess seven ish so probably 13, 13 years, years ago Thirteen years ago yeah.
1: and so what would you say camp has meant to your kids to, if when you I, can speak on their behalf I, I,
2: I, I, well they're not here so I can't. <laughs> um one of my favorite things about camp is that everyone is so busy and parents have a lot of things that they need to do every day and when you have siblings you also have to consider their needs and schedules and appointments and when you go to camp it's all about you it's all it's not about I have to do this first or I have to drop this off or we have to go here before we go there it's all about the kids and their schedules and what they want to do and I love that it's so peaceful
1: I would also say that to have that week where, as a parent, I don't have to think about their schedule or their activities, and I can just think about me, is also a big bonus. It is a gift if you can align the stars
2: and make them go consecutively, but uh, or, or at the same time, rather. But uh, it, that's a side note. I mean, it's about... It's about the kids being able to have their week. Mm-hmm. I often see after they come back that, and all the parents waiting at the bus, they're, they're a little bit overwhelmed with the energy because camp has been so calming and so simple and sweet, and we all have a hundred questions, and they just need a minute to re enter the real world because they've been in their own universe.
1: It is interesting because you would envision going away to camp is a lot of chaos and running around. But if you go up to camp at any time, it is very peaceful that there's a lot of activities and the kids are busy doing things, but it's not chaotic. It's very orderly and organized. And children do so well when there's a plan and a framework, they can relax.
2: There's a plan and they they feel they, even though they don't have complete control of their agenda, they think they do because they're choosing between activities that there's no wrong. It's true. Yeah.
1: So Emily, as executive director, you have a longer history. And for people who haven't met you yet, how did you come to be a part of Camp Natoma? Because it goes back a few generations, right? Not just you.
3: It does. It's always a story when someone asks how (laughs) I got involved with Camp Natoma Well, uh, it does go back a couple generations. Um, My grandparents were school teachers here in San Luis Obispo and worked at the camp uh, uh, in the summertime, I was in all girls camp in the '50s, and my grandma taught uh, outdoor cooking and if there 's anybody listening <laughs> who happened to have her there, she, they will always tell me the story about how she would teach them how to fry an egg in the creek bed on those really hot days on a rock um, on a rock oh wow okay <laughs> um, it 's funny story um, and my grandfather, although it was an all girls camp, he was a math teacher and he went up as the camp handyman and um, helped um, with all the camp facilities. And my – it depends on how you look at it – awesome lucky dad or poor dad got to (laughs) tag along with his sister to camp um, and and help be – alongside his dad and be the only little boy at camp. But that that moved on. And uh, when I was a kid, my grandparents wanted me to attend Camp Natoma. And so they would give us the gift of camp each year uh, to get to go away for a week to Camp Natoma. Um, and my parents got involved as volunteers um, when I was a kid to do all the things that the camp needs as we rely on a lot of volunteers. Um, and then I stepped away for a while and I explored myself and my, you know, my own passions and things. And I came back as a camp counselor um, where as I ended up meeting my future husband on Mm -hmm. staff and coincidentally he also had a multi-generational connection to Camp Natoma although we didn't know each other before that Um, so he had grandparent and mother who had attended Camp Natoma and now we get to bring our kids to Camp Natoma and experience the joy of being in this really beautiful 360 acre oak woodland and and give kids a childhood experience of mm-hmm. playing and exploring and doing these outdoor activities that that really fill their soul and and make them laugh and play with each other.
1: How long has Camp Matoma been operating?
3: Camp Matoma has been operating since 1941 every summer. And to me it's it's Amazing! I try to tell our summer staff each year: think about the world in the nineteen forties. Mm-hmm. Camp Natoma was um, progressive and exciting and different for girls, mm-hmm. and and really needed. and And now, fast forward eighty something years later, and for entirely different reasons, Camp Natoma is a place where kids can go to nurture themselves and learn skills that they might not get elsewhere. Get off their screens. Um, and and it's amazing, yeah, 80-plus years of of kids out there.
1: And that continuous operation also with volunteers and multi-generations of people. And I'm always curious to know if there are people who went to camp, you know, back in the day and if they're still around and what their memories are. This would be a great time, actually, to call in. This would be a great opportunity if you have those memories of camp and how it impacted you or, or how it changed your life or – what you remember. Um, our number is 805-781-3875. So Emily and Michelle, one of the reasons that we're here is to talk about a legacy program like Camp Natoma that's been around for 85 years. I think a lot of people assume that everything must just go along swimmingly. <laughs> Um, and there should be no help needed. But I think it's really important to talk about the shifting in what kind of help needs to happen to keep Camp Natoma running. Things have changed through the pandemic years and getting people back up to camp, and also the needs of... Our children, like you mentioned, in the 1940s coming out of the Depression and World War II, that was a respite for you know girls to get out. And also it was revolutionary to have girls out there in shorts playing in the creek pre-feminist uh, movements. And now here we are. And the, a lot of the conversation is about screens and the damage that does to mental health and well-being and the need for kids to have an opportunity uh, to be well and feel well. How how do we how do we talk about a program like this in the current context? What does Natoma need?
3: I think it's important that to remember that Friends of Camp Natoma is the nonprofit entity that manages and operates the camp, and it's a nonprofit that has a huge uh, community that it supports and keeps safe out in the wilderness. Right? We have three hundred sixty acres, challenging access. We had some big storms last year, <laughs> uh, and so it's it's always um, needed to get different types of support from sponsorships to individual donors and uh, in kind donations of things like building supplies to help us keep the facilities going, and volunteer hours to to help like with uh, trail work and facilities repair.
1: What do you see in the value of you know being a supporter? Because you've been a Big supporter of Camden Town for years. How has that been for you to be a part of that?
2: We live in such an amazing place, the Central Coast. And this is a resource that every single family should know about, and they don't. It yeah. it, it is, depending where you live on the Central Coast, no more than an hour from your back door, from your front door. <laughs> mm-hmm. it, it's right here. And um, this is something that people can fly to that that normally you know you would have to travel hours to and we have it right here so
1: it is it's unique that it's existing in this space but as you said there's been a lot of people who have moved to the central coast that don't know Camp Natoma is there it's what an hour from door to door from San Luis Obispo through some windy roads you feel like you're in, in a totally different world
3: Yes, some of the funniest things I've heard an adult tell me about Camp Natoma is when they come back as an adult after attending as a kid and just be blown away that Camp Natoma is really just past all the Adelaide wineries. Yeah. <laughs> they think they have, when as a kid, that they've transported to somewhere really far away. And now it does take a while through the winding roads and things, but uh, that's why we have a partnership with Thatcher Winery. They help us with our transportation. And, um, it is magical for kids to feel like they've gone so far away and been independent and away from their family and tried these unusual act- outdoor activities like like hatchet throwing and archery and um, survival skills and we also have a swimming pool and a campfire every night uh, but they're but they're not actually somewhere far away. this is their own oak woodland it is their backyard it is the Central Coast ecosystem that that is beautiful and part of our community from, from places for recreation to places where um, our agriculture depends on our climate and, and everything in between on what, what the Central Coast has to offer.
1: And also Camp Natoma was named one of the top five sleepover camps in the United States by Forbes magazine, which I want to keep mentioning because that's huge. I mean, that's a lot of work that you and Robbie and your staff have done to build this program. Uh, over the last 10 years. And so, Michelle, what do you say to parents who are saying, yeah, but I don't know if my kids can go away for a week, or I don't know, there's no screens for them, or they're, you know, they're going to be sleeping outside. What do, What do you tell people to get them excited? If
2: anyone said that to me, I'd say they're crazy. <laughs> that, I mean, they can, they can do this, and they want to do this, and they thrive. They absolutely thrive. It, the sense of place, the pride in their, in their week, it, it's with them forever.
1: But I do, th- I do hear quite often that parents feel like their children will be too homesick or that they you know won't be able to survive without seeing their parents every night. So oftentimes I think maybe the parents are worried they can't yeah. survive. <laughs> <laughs> I think
2: a counselor told me that homesickness is the most contagious Thing at Natoma, it travels fast. But like you said, when you when you when we started, they when they recover from it, they have a sense of accomplishment yeah. and independence. And, and it, it's a week that goes real fast. And the, the counselors, the training that they have received, they do such a good job of m- making sure that when their their days are so full, so when their head hits that pillow. I don't think there's a lot of time to wonder (laughs) about what's going on at home.
1: If you're just tuning in, this is a conversation with a reluctant therapist. I'm Elizabeth Barrett, and my guests today are Emily Zabin, the executive director of Camp Natoma, and Michelle Thatcher, owner of Thatcher Winery in Paso Robles, who's been a great supporter of the program for a long time and wanted to come in and sing the praises uh, of this opportunity. And I wanted to bring the program into the conversation because, as I mentioned at the top of the show, I worry that we have pathologized childhood; that we have made those normal growing pains of being a kid, going to school, feeling nervous about making friends, getting a nervous tummy when you have to try something different, or you know, we've 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 coddled kids in some ways that they're developing um, what people are considering or diagnosing as disorders, but really they're not disorders; they're just the inability of kids to get out into the world and get over these scary moments um, in natural settings. And so how do we support these programs that do preventative work, whether it's going to camp or whether it's learning a sport or playing an instrument or, you know, joining into new activities, doing things that build resilience, that build these friendship skills, that build the social skills and the communication skills. Overall, we have a lot of programs that focus on at-risk kids. We – probably don't have enough services as a county to serve all the kids that are at risk, Um, but it's really just 1% of our population. We also have, for parents who have plenty of money, lots of opportunities for kids to go do activities and belong to teams and play sports. But what we miss out on a lot is that middle group, those families that are just doing okay. They're kind of hanging in there. Their kids are doing okay. You know, they're they're making some friends. They're bouncing along. But we don't have a lot of support to help these families get their kids into camp or for the kids to have opportunities to go to camp and test these things out. And so I, I often wonder how we can encourage more support of these programs for the families that are just doing okay. And so something like Natoma, how do you do that reach out, Emily? How do you contact and get to families that can really benefit from their kids having these opportunities?
3: We at Friends of Camp Natoma are trying to serve as wide of the population in our county as possible. That's something that we've Uh, stayed uh, true to is that this is a local summer camp and a program for our local kids. And sure, we could advertise elsewhere, but the community has supported this camp for many years. And we want to make sure that San Luis Obispo county kids and and surrounding areas are able to attend, and we try to spread that word through schools and word of mouth. Um, but I do think that one of those hurdles is the cost of camp and okay. and as an organization and a nonprofit the cost to operate the camp has skyrocketed in the last 20 years from uh, insurance costs. Everyone knows the fire insurance costs and otherwise um, food costs our transportation. And what it takes to maintain a remote facility has um, increased rapidly, causing um, a need for more support from our community whether that's um, business and corporate sponsorships um, and other types of donors so that the cost to attend camp doesn't need to go up any further and that families locally can still afford to send their kid and reap the benefits that you've described for their kids well-being to try those new things outside and so we're, we're looking forward to finding ways that our community can better support the nonprofit so that more of our local kids can have this opportunity
1: So what benefits do you see as a corporate sponsor for something like Camp Why is that important, do you think, Michelle? Because
2: the more we put into our community, the better of a place that it is. Hmm. If our kids are doing well, it only helps us all.
1: I know to have those positive experiences and... Again, when we see positive experiences, we assume that they're taking care of themselves. And then our focus tends to be in the, the areas that we might be struggling. But what kind of support do you see as an organization that's helpful?
3: We have um, various ways to get involved. I think the the m- most impactful ways to get involved are our um, donors and business sponsorships who give year after year. And we want to collaborate with those um, entities and individuals who who believe in our mission, who believe in getting kids into an immersive nature environment, and the direct donation to our campership campaign. Campership is our uh, fun word for financial aid, but it goes directly towards sponsoring a child to go to camp. So our campership fund, um, in addition to our our general fund that that covers those expensive costs of running a remote camp.
1: Well, and what are some of the things you've done at the camp over the last few years to kind of Update. You know, I know there's some the ELUs <laughs> that I think people <laughs> might find interesting. Some of the efforts you've done to make camp kind of self sustaining. Um,
3: yes, Camatoma has taken um, a huge step towards being what we want to call a green camp and a sustainable camp. We have had um, solar panels installed to. Uh, capture the energy from the sun we have not they're not that new anymore but they're still very excited to talk about Uh, we call them elus they're evaporative um, toilets that are incredibly different than when you think of um like a disgusting outhouse in the wilderness (laughs) uh anyone that wants to talk about that you can reach me directly but it's an it's an incredible way that is good for the user in the wilderness and also for our environment Um, we've worked with cal poly's uh, construction management department and, and just this last year we had i think about About 30 students come out and upgrade our showers facilities um, and some other structures that needed um, some rehabilitation. So there's been lots going on to improve the actual facilities of the camp. Um, We've also worked with um, the San Luis Community Foundation, uh, especially right Um, After the the COVID shutdown years, to enhance our Nature Explorers program with an emphasis on the healing benefits of nature and specific activities that uh, are interwoven into the daily camp activity that help kids connect with nature and reap the ongoing benefits of of feeling comfortable in the great outdoors. it's not its not something that's really described to the kids during the program, but it's actually just interwoven into their activities on, on how they are living in the wilderness and what benefits that can give them for, for their mental health and their self-confidence and their connection to the natural world.
1: You're listening to my guest, Emily Zabin, who's the executive director of Camp Natoma, and my other guest, Michelle Thatcher from Thatcher Winery. I'm Elizabeth Barrett. This is a conversation with a reluctant therapist, and you're welcome to be part of the conversation as well, 805-781-3875. If you have any Natoma stories or camp stories or would like to get involved and find out more information, 805-781-3875. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to come back and talk about this new Program that is coming our way through a collaboration. Uh, you're listening to Central Coast Public Radio, KCBX. Oh, there ain't no bugs on me. There ain't no bugs on
0: me. There may be bugs on some of you, but there ain't no bugs on me. Well, the junior bug comes in the month of June. The lightning bug comes in May. Bed bug comes just any old time of day. Not going to stay. Oh, there ain't no bugs on me. There ain't no bugs on me. There may be bugs on the rest of you must, but there ain't no bugs on me. Looking up at the sky The lily pad broke in the frog valley And he got a all in his eyeball There ain't no bugs on me There ain't no bugs on me There may be bugs on some of you mugs
1: But there ain't no bugs on me
0: ¡Suscríbete al no, no, no.
1: I'm Elizabeth Barrett. This is a conversation with a reluctant therapist. I all of a sudden feel like I need some chamomile or something for my itches. From my hearing ain't no bugs on me. Um, we're here today with Emily Zabin, who's the executive director of Camp Natoma, and Michelle Thatcher, who's the owner of Thatcher Winery in Paso Robles. And we're talking about what we can do to support this legacy program uh, for our children on the Central Coast and from outside the Central Coast that have been coming for 85 years to be out in the natural world. And we know we don't have to talk too deeply about it because we know through a lot of evidence-based research that what is best for children's mental health and well-being is getting outside and being outside and building the confidence and the skills needed to become young, thriving adults. And that happens in these communities, these camp camp communities, week-long experiences. And so, Emily... I've been holding back from that far, but I really want you to dive in and talk about why we're so excited about Camp Natoma and getting more people in the community invested and involved.
3: Yes. We at Friends of Camp Natoma are very excited excited because after about two years of trying to make this happen, we are finally announcing that we have worked collaboratively with some ranchers and landowners um, on the west side of Paso Robles in the Adelaide area to preserve the historic 7X Ranch, which has been held in a trust but is now going to actually get utilized for the youth of our community as it was intended by the trust through a partnership with Camp Natoma and an expansion of our programs to uh, offer year-round programs, which has not been able to be done in the past because we are inaccessible thanks to some River crossings. Yes. So it's really, really exciting. It's taken two years from the first uh, phone call of, hey, would Friends of Camp Matoma be interested in supporting this cause to today when we are announcing that there's a formal partnership in place between the 7X Ranch Trust and Friends of Camp Matoma, and plans to offer a whole array of accessible, um, wide reaching programs that include Family programs, uh, environmental and outdoor education, uh, school groups, and retreats, and, and being able to do it year-round and be able to reach thousands more youth um, annually. And 7X Ranch has already
1: been kind of pr- – has in place some campsites showers like it's coming to
3: you fully ready to be used in a lot of ways yes it's it hasn't been used recently uh but it has the basics of what we need to get kids outside uh it's a beautiful piece of oak woodland it's right next to camp natoma but um more accessible and it it has camping sites for your traditional camping right like a picnic table and a fire pit and a pad Uh, but it also has an amphitheater and we're we will be adding programmings like an archery range and fixing up the hiking trails and and adding in all of the social skill building games and leadership activities that we do with our campers and and also aiming for a curriculum that will Uh, learn about the history of the land, which is very rich, and also the uh, natural ecosystems that we are so fortunate to have um, still preserved in in how well it is um, untouched out there.
1: And so, as you can imagine, or I imagine, getting from having this opportunity to utilize this property to getting these programs started up is going to take some work. So, Michelle, that, I guess, goes to the corporate sponsorships Piece of how do we get businesses to invest in building these programs or getting them launched?
2: I think it's incredibly rewarding as a local business to invest in K- Friends of, of Camp Dentoma because when the kids come back with this sense of place, they make our community richer, stronger. They are are really proud of, of where they live. So that in the end, will help us all. will help all of the local businesses.
1: Yeah, because we're talking about raising children who have a strong sense of community and communication skills and pride in where they live. It's all those things we want our kids to have, and, and that can only happen if we can fund these programs. And there was a question, Brad, that came in. Sorry missed you, Lisa. You can call back if you'd like, 805-781-3875. What, what's on Lisa's mind, Brad? I just caught Brad off guard.
0: Well, that's all right. Uh, Lisa was uh, asking how and where do folks donate if they want to get involved and to support uh, the camp.
1: Oh, that was a great question. Thanks yeah, for calling. It, me, it so. was
0: a great question. She was a little shy, but I was trying to keep her on board, maybe yeah. to get her into the mix. Well, Lisa, we're
1: glad you called because that's a great question. So thank Emily you. and Michelle, how do we how do we do this? How do we make this 7x opportunity and the Camp Natoma growth happen?
3: Right. The simple answer to the how to donate is you can go to campnatoma.org and there are links to our donation page, um, which can be done online or, of course, by sending a check or giving me a call. But but more importantly, how do we kick the programs off and what kind of donations do we need? Mm-hmm. We really are seeking those lead donors and leg- the leave your legacy, be the lead donor to support the 7X Ranch expansion, to launch Friends of Camp Matoma from offering summer and weekend programs to year-round programs, serving as many school children as possible, to serving our partner youth organizations. There are so many partner youth organizations that would love to utilize uh, Camp Matoma's property and programs. Um, we're looking for those um, corporate sponsorships and um, individual donors who want to lead the way and kick off these programs because we have now this amazing partnership and it is up to myself and our community to bring the resources together to um, add to our small staff, to uh, add the necessary facilities to offer programs and and kick off those programs for our community.
1: I mean, it is pretty astonishing that this partnership, this collaboration came to be and that you they reached out to you, the seven ex trustees reached out to you and said, Hey, we know Natoma's doing great things. Let's join together and make it bigger. The opportunity to help provide this place for mental wellness and confidence building skills for our schools as well as families, right? The school districts are also going to be taking advantage of coming up to
3: camp. Yes, that is that is the plan. And and uh, D. Fitsu, the original rancher, rancher of this property and the surrounding air, area, his trust wants the property to be utilized by youth and families for educational and recreational purposes, which is exactly what Friends of Camp Matoma does. And it's about... Uh, providing these enriching, feel-good nature uh, experiences where kids can connect with the Oak Woodland and also with each other, with their parents or their friends or new friends or our, our mentors that work for us um, as summer camp counselors and, and upholding not just the trust of that property but looking forward to what we need in our community and how, how can we provide that for as many kids as possible.
1: Michelle, so overall, what do you think your kids got from their years of going to camp? Oh,
2: my gosh, so much. They <laughs> How love, they changed? They love camp. Well, they're very comfortable in the outdoors. That's for sure. But they also know, like you were saying, things that are normal with growing up, They, it's okay to be homesick. Mm-hmm. It's, it's okay to... Uh, hurt your elbow or it's okay to be cold. It's okay to be a little bit uncomfortable and it just makes them a little more resilient, comfortable being uncomfortable and, and just a little more able to deal with the ups and downs of life that we all, that we have every day, no matter how old we are.
1: That's one of the great things about that week at camp is they form their own community and develop relationships and best friendships that are so interesting. Camp friends are the best. Yes, that are long-lasting. And some
2: friends they go to school with, so they see all the time, but they still have a special uh, connection because of the time at camp. And some they only see every, every summer.
1: Mm-hmm. If you to, would like to be part of the conversation, our number is 805-781-3875. Again, I'm always curious. Every time I talk to someone, they have some connection to camp, either having gone to camp or their grandmother went to Camp Natoma or somehow they were a part of it. And so, Emily, what are some of the things that you're excited about but also a little nervous about stepping into these new opportunities? Because you are a small staff, um, and I would imagine you're going to need to bring on some – more program directors and so what are the challenges for you right now to make this happen
3: yes it's it's simultaneously very exciting we've preserved this amazing property we are going to be able to uphold the wishes of d Fitsu. and i look at friends of camp natoma as an organization at my staff at our current programs and i say wow <laughs> we need we need more people. We need more funds, and um, we need we need to make time to prioritize this. We want to start utilizing it as soon as possible, mm-hmm. and that with that, it's it's really two parts. We need back to the corporate sponsorships or other individuals, some lead donors that will say this is what we believe in. We know that uh, the mission of Camp Natoma and and. And the outcomes from kids being removed from their devices and engaged with each other is what I want to get behind. And with Mm -hmm. that kind of support, we can hire more people to uh, start these programs and supervise a whole additional property and program, um, with the first goals being things like day camp, um, school programs, and uh, weekend programs for families um, that are that that don't take too much for a family to top into right we want to make camping accessible we want to make the outdoors um, welcoming and fun and and special
1: yeah because for a lot of parents they made i never grew up camping or being outdoors and so for my kids to get to have these opportunities to grow their confidence was huge and for me it was always a big thing to go up and stay over at camp with the family camping opportunities and develop my own confidence of being outdoors did you spend any time up at camp, Michelle? I did, which is why
2: I wanted my kids to go. But having seven X as a as a day opportunity could be just enough to get their feet wet and get them a little taste of, of what to, is to come without spending the night. Yes, could be the the beginning point.
1: Yeah, have those early opportunities just to spend a day out there, or for families that aren't confident going camping on their own to be able to offer these family camping opportunities. I think is going to be huge. All right, Lisa called us back. Lisa, how are you? Yeah. What's on your mind yeah, today? I have a question for you. Sure. How do I donate?
4: <laughs> you know, I was—I'm a, a retired school teacher of 35 years, and I did a lot of nature studies with my students, and I know how powerful it was. And if we—you were talking about. You, had a, you called it campership?
3: Yes. Uh, campership is our fun word for uh, the fund that provides financial aid for a camper or child to attend camp that wouldn't otherwise be able to afford it. Um, so individuals can sponsor a child and donate any amount to go towards a uh, camper's actual registration fees. Um, so how would I – and I don't –
4: First of all, I wanted you to spell the name of your camp. Is it Daytona? Oh. Daytona? <laughs> yeah, you. I'm glad absolutely. you asked.
3: Absolutely. It's Camp <laughs> and it's Natoma. N A T O M A. And the oh, website okay. is campnatoma.org. And
4: then a person could sponsor, you know, some scholarships through that website?
3: Yes, yes. On that homepage, you'll see um, different ways you can get involved, um, donate button, and and that news of the 7X also is a place where it can link through to donate. And Lisa, with
1: and then, your teaching background, you, you might want to become part of the programming as we move forward to uh, build up the 7X ranch opportunities.
4: Yes, possibly. <laughs> um, I mean, when I was a teacher at Cayucas, we had you know, uh, well, besides going to Yosemite and doing the camping, um, we had, you know, a huge garden and spent a lot of time in the creek and had a huge nature
1: program. And I just realized how incredibly powerful it is. Well, then kids. I would. And, I would imagine you saw a lot of benefits then with your students. What What do you oh, see as some of the ways that, that helped them in their development?
4: Thank one of the things would be working together as a team. You know, it's, if you win, if everybody wins mm-hmm. in a garden, mm-hmm. or when we went to Yosemite, um, Nature Bridge was all about team. Their counselors were all about um, all the games and activities were that built upon team skills versus one person winning and having a first, second, and third place. hmm
1: yeah that collaboration that feeling like you're a part of something greater than yourself, which is also and Lisa thank you so much for taking the time to call. i appreciate you okay okay bye-bye um that these that these What kids need, what adults need, what young adults need is to feel like they're part of something that's special, that they have a place where they belong. And Michelle, you mentioned that as well, that the kids have this special place they go that feels like their own. And when we look at the statistics around mental health, one of the greatest indicators of mental health issues is loneliness and isolation. Those are the two big indicators that kids and adults are going to struggle is if they're isolated and they're lonely. And the only way that we can take care of those two issues is to get people, young people, into something, a program, an activity that gives them a sense of identity, that gives them a sense of purpose. And that's how we do the preventative work for mental health care. Again, as I mentioned earlier in the show, we talk a lot about how kids are struggling in the crisis of childhood and pathologizing of all the ways kids struggle, which I think really puts a heavy burden on parents. Everyone's so afraid that their child's going to have mental health issues. Instead of focusing on the positives, how do we take our children's childhood and help them develop the skills they're going to need to thrive as adults? And I think Lisa hit on the key thing that to go to camp and to have this experience gives kids a sense of belonging and resilience so that when they get into tough situations, they have more capacity to survive and thrive, because they have this place, I go to Natoma, I belong to this group, I have this opportunity to belong. And loneliness and isolation for adults as well, the Natoma community is a place that a lot of people have found their identity over the years as adults.
3: Yes, absolutely. Adults are also very important in the Camp Natoma community. Mm -hmm. Everything from our summer staff, which are um, seasonal employees that guide the program and work on, in the kitchen and drive the buses. Uh, those are very important adults. Um, we have many, many adults that are working on the facilities each spring, uh, bringing it back uh, out of nature's um, winter <laughs> wrath to functioning for summer. And and um, as we move on to our expanded programming, we will be having both volunteer and paid um, staff positions to, to be involved and and participate also programs that are for adults, retreats and camp outs and um, team building and things like that. Mm-hmm. So Michelle, how,
1: how would you say is the best way to kind of ignite a fire in our community to get those who are leaders and want to do something that's important for young people to step up and and take a chance at camp? Should we open up camp for a weekend mm-hmm. <laughs> on to all of our business leaders? Maybe we'll bring some wine out and have a adults mm-hmm.
2: weekend. Yeah, everyone should know about Camp Natoma and everyone should tell everyone they know about Camp Natoma. On the way down here, I was on the phone with someone who didn't know anything about it. I told him I was coming here and he has kids and lives in Pismo and didn't know anything about it. So... Um, We first need to make sure that every person knows that this opportunity is right here in our backyard. And Nature Bridge is amazing. Yosemite, my kids have been through that. But this is right here. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, so even more accessible to those who can't get into a car for four hours.
1: And you talked about how you gifted Natoma to your kids every year.
2: Yes, it was cute because we would make homemade uh, gift certificates for them and stick them in their stocking and give them a week at camp in for Christmas. And, and so this was a December present. And then in June, when it came time to check in, they would be worried that they didn't have their gift certificate to check in. <laughs> So it's a great present at, uh, for grandparents to give to the my, my the kids. Grandparents also helped. Uh, it's a great present and gives them something to look forward to. I think there's a little discount if you do it early, um, but this is an e- exceptional present because it's a gift of of an experience as opposed to a thing. Mm-hmm. It's something that they can have on their calendar and look forward to for the next six months, and um, it it is is one of their favorite presents every year.
1: Well, and also that you mentioned having something to look forward to is so important because kids who might be struggling in school yeah. or feeling like they don't yeah. belong or don't have a friend group to know, I just got to get there till yeah. June and I've got this to go to.
2: And I think going to camp, it also gives you a fresh start. You know, you don't know, maybe there's some problems at school, some academic pressures, some social situations. And this is a fresh start,
1: mm.
2: even though it's it's only a week. The kids think it's a really long time. It feels like a it year It feels to them. like, yeah, but it's a fresh start where you can um, you can be a different person, maybe try something new mm-hmm. um, and, and not have everyone know about maybe some of the, the things you've struggled with. Absolutely,
1: all right, so brad you 've been listening in. Are you ready to go up to camp <laughs> i 'm ready uh,
0: you know i i I went to a camp when I was much younger, uh, and it was invaluable for socialization and uh, I think what you guys are doing is great. Um, I think more children do need to get outside. We had a question that mm-hmm. came through uh, the front desk, okay, and so i 've been asked to pass along uh, A listener said that when Uh, She looked on the website. She said in all of the pictures, she only saw three people of color. Mm -hmm. She wants to know, is uh, the camp doing anything to encourage participation from kids of color Mm -hmm. like her kids who are Mexican-Americans? Would her kids feel comfortable
1: there? That's a great question. Thank you. Emily. Mm
3: Yes, thank you for that question and that observation. Um, We will take that into consideration as I look at our website also. But yes, um, we do serve children of all different backgrounds, and we have been making efforts to help families that maybe don't have the multi-generation connection to camps, especially those that um, I know that are, are less engaged in the camping community to feel comfortable with their child attending camp and being involved. And um, I'll have to get some pictures of our staff up from last year because we had quite a diverse staff that was a huge part of our recruiting efforts mm-hmm. um, and staff that, that spoke multiple languages as well so that if there were campers um, needing that kind of communication, we were there. So I appreciate that question. It is within our goals to expand our diversity and inclusion um, efforts and to make that the camp represent our wider community more accurately
1: so in our last couple minutes Emily why for those who may not know anything about Camp Natoma when does it operate how do people get involved
3: Yeah, absolutely. Well, right now we have our traditional summer camp program, which we run eight different weeks during the summer of overnight programs. We offer uh, family camps and uh, customized programs for community groups uh, to come out and have a program designed just for their group. Um, So throughout the summer months, uh, just as soon as possible, we will be getting up programs at 7X Ranch. I I can't tell you what now because (laughs) we're just launching this news. Um, But once we get working with with some supporters, we'll be able to have more daytime programs. Um, you can get more information and register and donate and contact us and watch videos and, and all of that by visiting uh, Camp Natoma, that's N-A-T-O-M-A dot uh, of course we also have the social media you can find us there too with updates and maybe if you were at a holiday parade in the past uh, week or so you saw a bright green school bus with lights that was camp natoma that's our fun transportation from thatcher winery into camp natoma and we hope that you all can get involved soon
1: And Michelle, how can people find you during the holiday season? (laughs)
3: Yes, well, if you are picking
2: up or dropping off your camper, you know where we are. But we are located at 8355 Vineyard Drive. So that's about 10 miles from 101 on the west side of Paso Robles
1: it's beautiful beautiful property great place to come have a picnic and
2: it's a great place (laughs) to drop your child off for camp and have a taste yes
1: and thank you both so much for coming in today this has been a conversation with a reluctant therapist I'm Elizabeth Barrett you can find me uh, on my Facebook Instagram and you can also send me an email to Elizabeth at the reluctant therapist.com listen to previous shows at kcbx.org and also podcast the show as always thank you for participating being a part of my community and listening and supporting Central Coast Public Radio, KCBX. Well, I think it's fine
5: building jumbo planes, taking a ride on a cosmic train, switch on summer from a slotting machine. Get what you want to if you want, cause you can get anything. I know we've come a long way, we're changing day to day, tell me where do the children play? Yeah.